Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. It's Freedom Day, freedom of expression, freedom of movement, freedom of speech. Joining us uh, on the line now, Professor Anton Harbour, Executive Director of the Campaign for Free Expression. Professor, good afternoon. Thanks for making the time to join us this afternoon. Good afternoon, and thanks for uh, the opportunity to talk about this. Great, uh, Professor. Uh, thanks again for joining as we discuss uh, freedom of speech. Jorin, let's start off by looking at your 40 years in this industry, and now we look back on uh, South Africa now attaining, you could say, its independence uh, since uh, 1994 until now. Would you say that the media is enjoying uh, a meaningful freedom of speech? There's no doubt that we enjoy a great deal of freedom, and certainly much more than we had pre-1994 protected by the Constitution and a constitutional court that has been good and solid in protecting the media. There have been threats, there have been uh, uh, attempts to rein it in, in one way or another, but I'm glad to say that those have been seen off. Would you say, but, but Professor, actually what you've just mentioned now, there have been, as you've said, these subtle threats, do you, do you, do you think there's a risk of escalation there? There's always a risk of escalation, particularly in politically difficult times. And, uh, you know, we're heading towards an election sure. uh, in which uh, the party that's been in power for uh, three decades um, is threatened to lose it. And that's a time when things like free expression are often threatened. Um, there have been serious threats, such as the so-called secrecy bill, which was passed by Parliament, but unfortunately never signed into a law. Sure. Uh, for example, so we have had to be vigilant to protect our free speech. Um, but I must say that uh, we are in a position where, you know, investigative journalists um, do tough work taking on cookery at the highest levels of the public and private sector. And nobody has been threatened with prison, prison or closure or that kind of action. Professor, something I wanted to run by you. I mean, it's such a subjective field, uh, journalism, investigative journalism, as you've mentioned. Um, you know, one can, how, how does one know or how can one gauge, uh, shall we, shall we say, uh, the right use of words, the right use of terminology? Uh, when putting across uh, an a story or an investigation, and oh, where do you draw the line? I, I don't know how broad that question is. If there's a distinct uh, uh, definition to that, but uh, how would you know where to you know? Because you don't know what's what is going to offend who. Well, um, you, you you really don't do journalism if you're worried about offending anyone. Journalism, particularly investing with journalism, often offends people or particular interests and particularly the powerful. Um, but um, we're not there as journalists um, to cater for that. We're there to be vigilant, to be in search of the truth, to hold power to account, and uh, to tell people what's going on, even if it upsets or offends them. That's the nature of the work we do. Indeed. And that leads to my next question then, uh, Professor. We have this common response now. Uh, of fake news that may be being cried out. So, <laughs> what should one look out for to counter that effectively? Um, one really should make sure one is equipped um, with ways of identifying and seeing the red flag that indicates something may be fake. One should uh, be relying mostly on journalists or artists that one knows and feels one can trust. 
Mm-hmm. But there are ways in 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 which um, uh, we teach people to look out for possible fake news and to verify for themselves because there's a real need for those kinds of skills and for that kind of media awareness um, sure. among everyone. Indeed, Professor. Professor, let's just take time to look at your experience as an editor, 40 years in journalism, as a journalism teacher. You've been involved in free expression issues since the 1980s. You're also the executive director of the Freedom of Expression campaign, MPC. So tell us a little bit about that role as executive director of the Freedom of Expression campaign, MPC. Certainly. Well, you know, um, since I ran a um, newspaper that... uh, suffered a lot of persecution under the apartheid era, I really became passionate sure. about free expression and felt that we had to maintain um, that work and that passion and that vigilance in the new era. Right. And the Campaign for Free Expression is an organization that I and others started uh, quite recently, okay. um, which aims really to, um, to, to be vigilant about, to defend and expand free expression across the Southern African region. And uh, do you, you, so you hold workshops, regular workshops on this? We hold discussions, we hold workshops, we do research, uh, we do legal action, we lobby quite a lot. So, for example, currently before Parliament is a hate speech bill. Right. Which we've been doing a lot of work around and lobbying around. I'm pleased to say that the bill has improved significantly, but there's still issues with it that we are dealing with and confronting. Professor, very quickly, you're also, on the, you're also a board member of the Global Investigative Journalism Network and Center for Collaborative Investigative German Journalism. Tell us some more about that role. <laughs> well, I've always had a passion for investigative work in particular, having done some of it myself in the 80s. Sure. And, um, um, I, I run the African Investigative Journalism Conference, which uh, brings together um, about 400 journalists from across the continent who who do investigative work, um, and I run the Henry Lomalo Foundation, which gives grants and funding to journalists to do that kind of work. So I'm very deeply involved in that area because I think right. it's most, most important, um, particularly in this part of the world. And uh, I guess I have a passion for it, and, uh, <laughs> and, and that's why I've become involved in it globally. Indeed, Professor, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much, Professor, for taking the time on Freedom Day to join us and uh, just unpack a little about freedom of expression, what it means today in the media, how you've uh, interpreted it uh, progressing since uh, you started in journalism and where we find ourselves now with freedom of expression in the media or, for that matter, in public. Professor Anton Harbour, Executive Director of the Campaign for Free Expression.